and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas, and we'll give your story a shout-out in a subsequent episode. Reuse an idea today and help save the planet. I'm not entirely sure how reusing an idea helps save the planet, but you know what? It could be a lot worse than that, couldn't it? Yeah, it's just getting the idea of reuse into the ether. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's what we need to do, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move on from that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Atheo, uh author of Rune in Metagame on Railroad and Scribble Hub, and uh you know what? I do have an interesting fact today, and it's that I have three different document types that are set up with different colors, and I suggest that everybody who like writes at night sets up like a dark theme. Like personally I use a black background with sepia text on it. It's just great. Makes my eyes not hurt, and it makes getting to sleep after you write way easier. Hi, my name's Eunice. I write uh, Fantasia and Eternosaurus, and uh, I write with black text on a white background, as I assume most of the population does. Screw falling asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I know what most of the population does. That doesn't mean I'm going to follow their lead. No, I think we've made that abundantly clear. (laughs) Okay, so moving on. Today is my turn to bring an idea. And uh, we're going with one that is a magic system from a story that I actually really want to write. But I don't think I have the technical capability to write because... I want it to be like this, like, multi-timeline epic with cyclical themes, as well as this, like, grand romance that spans several lifetimes, which, you know, is my kind of thing. But anyways, let's just talk about the magic system. Um, Basically, in this world, there are multiple ways of being immortal, and... None of them are your standard, like, easy, oh, I don't age, and there's no downsides. I'm kind of like a god, kind of immortal. There's All of them have, like, their upsides and downsides in terms of, like, difficulty level and, and, and perks and, and stuff like that. The, let's say... Which ones have I thought of? So there's like, they, they, I call them the paths of immortality. Feel free to steal that as a title if <laughs> you want to. Uh, but like one of them would be like the, your standard like phoenix. So like you choose to become immolated by the eternal flame. And then you get reborn as a younger version of yourself. The upside is anybody can do it. And... It's pretty reliable. The downside is it really hurts because you're being consumed by fire. I don't know if you've been burned before, but it hurts a lot. (laughs) Can confirm being burned hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least until your nerves are destroyed, then it stops hurting. So that's that's a bad sign. But, you know, initially... Well, in this case, it's a good sign. Yeah. Um... The second one would be, like, reincarnation. So basically, this is kind of like a 
a meditation technique or like something with like spiritual power that enables you to remember your past lives memories when you are reborn by like linking those memories to your soul i feel bad for the new parents yeah but well i mean it's not like it's not like those creepy ones where like as a baby you 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 have adult thinking or whatever it's just like you have memories but like you're not like you're not the same you person a, you're just yeah yeah you don't have like a head start in life or anything um the well you might have a head start in life but it wouldn't be huge and it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be your your older brain takes over your younger brain yeah it's not like that but um the upside to it is that you know it's like it's fairly low low cost it doesn't hurt you know you'd have to spend some time learning how to do these spiritual techniques the first time after that you know well, yeah, uh, but the downside is that it has a somewhat low reliability. So if you don't, if you don't master it correctly, you may have like partial memories of your past self. Then it's really easy to break the cycle. Yeah, like few people manage to do it more than two or three times in a row successfully. And so, like you know, if you, for instance, like store up some like wealth or savings uh in a previous life and then you kind of forget where it is in your subsequent life it kind of you know (laughs) it's not great um but you know it's a fairly popular method that a lot of people attempt at least spend a little bit of time learning because why not um another one would be healer type so literally you have to like be able to heal things magically And then instead of, you know, using that to heal other people, you just constantly spend it on yourself and basically halt the degradation of age. Uh, Upside being, doesn't hurt. And you're constantly healing yourself, so if you do get hurt, it's kind of, you know, already being dealt with. Yeah. Downside, um, you can still be killed if you get an injury that you can't heal before you die. So if you get your head chopped off, eh, depending how strong of a healer you are, you might be able to do, reattach. But like once or twice, you know, you'll you'll run out of yeah. power. <laughs> if you get your head cut off three times in a row, you're probably done. Or like if you get your head like crushed, you know, that you're, you're out. <laughs> so that's like a kind of surefire way of killing someone who, who has this type of immortality. Obliterate the head. Like, you know, borrow an elephant and uh, stomp. <laughs> or maybe there's like a really grisly version of a guillotine that instead of a blade, it's just a very heavy <laughs> mallet-shaped... That sounds kind of like the worst guillotine that has ever existed in the history of ever. <laughs> like, the entire point of it is that it's quick and, like, cleanish. Yeah. Like, this is this is... Sometimes quick and not really that clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is whoosh. This is watermelon under an anvil. Um, <laughs> um, a fourth type uh, would be undead. So this is like your more... It's not like your classic vampire or zombie, but it's just like it has some of that characteristic. The upside is that you get all of these like cool supernatural powers related to the night 
the downside is that you lose your soul and kind of become a sociopath and nobody likes you anymore because you're a sociopath. That's not true. <laughs> People like sociopaths all the time. I mean, okay, but in in the story that I wrote, like every couple of centuries, like the the undead get a little uppity and try and take over the world. And... Now that could that could actually make this, yeah, you know, it's frowned upon because just it keeps happening. Yeah, how many am I on? I had seven. I think I'm on. Was that four? I think so. Yeah, four. Uh, there was one that was, like, Golem. So, basically, like, the magic equivalent of uploading your consciousness into a robot. Um, it takes a, a, a lot of, like, knowledge and technical and magical expertise. And, uh, not always successful. Downside is that you're in a body that, uh is only as good as you make it, right? So, like, if you didn't make the joints correctly... Well, you can upgrade it past the first time, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's only as good as you make it, and then even then, it's like, you can't really enjoy the pleasures of life, you know? You don't really eat um, or have sex or, you know, other other things. Enjoy warmth of sunlight on your skin or anything like Unless, that. Unless, of course, you add attachments and um essentially fake nerves into it yeah uh but that would you know have to be like actual like robot level whereas you know if you're just making like a stone golem like forget about it <laughs> look if you uh, made your eternal like what do we call this if you made your eternal shell not able to be upgraded that's on you I don't know. I I would say it's probably like risky when you're trying to transfer between bodies. There's probably some element of like your soul. Being well, exposed. yeah, no, that's what I'm assuming. Like if you made your current body not able to be upgraded, that's on you. Yeah, and you can still be killed uh, if your body gets destroyed and your soul escapes. Uh, but you know you can. Well, like, I would make it so that there's like a like a core. And you can put that core wherever you want, but if that core gets destroyed or fractured at all, you're you're out. Yeah. Um, and then... Good old being stabbed means you're out. There's probably one more that I can't remember, so it probably wasn't a very good one. Uh, but And then, like, the last one, I, I, I made the story about, like, this type of immortality that kind of just happens... To people and you can't really get it just by like wanting it or trying for it that's called like the god king where it's like there's like this prophecy where like in times of need when there's some kind of injustice in the world one of these will be born who's like actually like the very convenient kind of immortal like invincible and immortal and unaging and also you know very like strong and good looking and all the good stuff but their purpose in life is to like right some major wrong in the world and then they kind of die accomplish that and then and then die but like basically like by their own choice it's not like they can it's kind of like they return to the ether from whence they came after their purpose is done that sounds yeah. like somebody designed the world yeah I, th I think that's my that's my problem with it is stuff like that it, it feels designed in a way that like only really works 
when you want it to feel designed. Whereas, like, I feel like you don't want this world to feel designed. Yeah, I mean, it's... But then there's just this one thing that's, like, very designed, and it's like, okay, who was the designer? Because, like, just a bunch of different kinds of immortality existing in the world, that that feels fine. That's out there, that's whatever. It just randomly happened with with the conditions that were set up prior. But, like, when you have something that's so specific, like, it chooses the kind of person who would not abuse this, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. Yeah, like, unless you want to tell a story specifically about the God King, I would leave that out of any story with, like, multiple paths of immortality. Because, yeah, it's its own thing, and it's, 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 like, it's too special and unique, and it's... It would be very strange to have a character who had that kind of immortality if, like, they're not the main character or at least extremely central to the story. I guess they could be the bad guy, too. <laughs> now, that would be fun. Just, like, one of them is, like, the bad guy. It's like, yes, I was chosen by the universe for this purpose. And I'm like, your purpose sucks! <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, how do we defeat an invincible, unaging guy? <laughs> uh, very simple. Mm-hmm. Chains. Chains. And lava. Chains and lava. That's mean. What, why is the lava necessary? <laughs> yeah, because you, you, may, you put them in a place where that lava is going to go over their head so that they get sealed in the rock. Oh, I thought you meant, like, having them constantly being in the No, 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 no. no. That's, not, that's not useful. Look, <laughs> okay look, we're not trying to torture people we're trying to usefully remove them from the field of play and the answer in that case okay is put them in a place where lava runs over them so that they are permanently entombed in rock okay and it's not like permanent permanent but it deals with it for like your lifetime even if you're like an immortal it, it'll deal with it for just like the rest of your existence time you know, just leave a memo for them to add more lava every hundred years or so. Don't even do that. Like, become immortal yourself and then do that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that that's my world. Okay. Um, I'm not going to talk about the epic love story, because that's, that's a different thing. <laughs> it really is. Um, it's definitely something that's worth, like, thinking about, but at the same time, I think that uh, we ha- we have enough here without it essentially um i think really the biggest thing this world does is that it sort of um incentivizes essentially immortal well it creates the idea that you can have a bunch of immortal like rulers and stuff running around while at the same time um kind of removing that being like too ridiculously powerful like it's just part of the world like there's a bunch of people who are immortal yeah it's not special anymore yeah so you you have some people who are you know very impressed by the immortality and then a lot of people who are just like very not impressed (laughs) um okay so, as far as magic goes, there was obviously a, a secondary system underneath all this immortality stuff. And I think... I think the biggest through line would be that it's, like, very, um... It's accessible, but it's not, like... What's that word? 
ubiquitous. Yeah, yeah. So like pretty much anybody can use magic, but doing it requires some sort of sacrifice or payment or or difficulty that means that not everybody's willing to do it. Yeah. Um. Do we want to make there be like a main sacrifice that people make, or do we just want to make it like? leave that to whoever is figuring it out or like make it on an individual scale what each person chooses to uh sacrifice for their ability or whatever they sacrifice is related to the powers they get yeah i would make it so that in order to get a certain type of power you have to do a certain kind of thing to make it yeah like i would i would want this whole like magic system to feel very organic because it's just like part of the natural abilities of things or the natural properties of things um, Ooh, so essentially when and it starts at a different time for everybody but like when they're probably like late teens or like early adulthood um they sort of just get this feeling in the back of their head that's like if you give something up you'll get something in return and that's like all it is. And it just sits there in the back of your mind and you never have to think about it. But if one day mm-hmm. you need it and you're willing to make that sacrifice, you can do that and then get um, get a power depending on what it is that you give up. So like, hmm. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe like giving up a part of your body makes you, gives you like physical strength in some way. And the bigger the sacrifice, the more powerful you are. Okay. So these things like the immortality, uh, you have the you have the fire. So they're using fire to create the pain, which is the sacrifice to the immortality. Yes. And like, essentially, like they get different kinds of power from different kinds of pain. Is essentially how that works out. Kinky. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, yeah, I, I think you are not the person that I would have expected that from, but okay. <laughs> um, I enjoy being unpredictable in this manner. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I would say like if you want to be a healer, you like I the one that the sacrifice that comes by immediately for that would be like you become infertile. Which is sad, but... It's not that sad. And that actually, that makes a degree of sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I feel like if you want to have, like, spiritual power, you could just make it your very standard, like, you have to, like, live a very austere life with fasting and basically try and... But because it's magically enforced, if you ever try to live larger than that, you literally, like, it crumbles to dust around you. Well, no, I mean, you could just, <laughs> that could just be the reason why uh, reincarnation magic fails so often. It's like you cheated on your diet and your soul knows. <laughs> <laughs> you cheated on your diet so your immortality privileges are taken away. <laughs> you know, only partial success. You know what you did. <laughs> no, I don't. I lost memories. <laughs> <laughs> well, you... Are able to infer what you did. <laughs> That's definitely possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. 
Um, I would say like the, like the golem type magic, it's probably just extremely like technically difficult. So you'd just have to make that your career in research, basically. You'd be one of those PhDs locked up in your tower. Well, that could uh, that could be um, sacrificing like your personal connections to other people. Sure. Yeah. I guess it. Yeah, it depends on whether people know explicitly what the sacrifice is versus just them just being like, "This is just how you get this magic." Well, as they make the sacrifice, they're like aware of what they're sacrificing. Yeah, and just say like you know, some people don't don't really notice when they. Well, if you sacrifice like cutting off like a few like acquaintance friends, you know, good old quotation marks friends, then like. You're going to be able to use some of this golem magic, but it's not going to be, like, great. But if you cut off everybody but, like, two people, then, you know, you might be able to use actual power. Okay, so it's not just, like, a natural part of the study. It's, like, it's known that, like, the more contact you have with other people... The The more contact you have before, followed by cutting off more contact... That's oh, so you have to purposely make friends and then abandon them (laughs) (laughs) to make you the most powerful. Come on, Uh, that's a lot. (laughs) This person, look, if I ever come up with an idea that's not a lot when it comes up with something like this, come on. Yeah, like, you know, there's, like, the person uh, that's, like, spoken of in awe in the department. Like, that person, like, walked out on their fiancé on their wedding day. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And the worst part is that they have to actually care about these people, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that is some dedication. And it's sort of just, like, walking around them. I mean, I imagine that this kind would usually not be, like, dedication to the golem magic. So much as it would be, like, all of a sudden they needed a lot of power. And, like, they're like, okay, the biggest possible sacrifice that I can make is this. And then they do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, of course, if they if they cut off literally everybody, then, you know, they go crazy, so. Uh-huh. Like, obviously, if it were me, I would write this really cute romance where a guy, like, where somebody abandons their fiancé for the sake of the power to help that other person. But, like, you know, you can't, they'll never find out because tragic romance is, you know, (laughs) cute. (laughs) Doomed romance. It's adorable. No, it's not. It's so cute, but sad, but cute, but sad. (laughs) Anyways. We don't Anyways, have to go there. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I like I like this system. Um now we need to create a main character. <laughs> yes. I mean I'm gonna be honest, the first thing that comes to mind is just like um the healer who adopts like a pack of kids. <laughs> but that that I don't know if that le- that lends itself to creating an interesting story rather than just like an adorable slice of life within a kind of shitty world. Well, I think it would be interesting to have a healer who like, you know, your healing power is fairly limited. So it's like, if you're trying to heal someone else, you have to like 
stop healing yourself for a while, so you will slowly age through time. And it would be interesting to explore like what the healer would consider worth it in terms of doing that, I guess. Um, well, yeah, because they're essentially paying for larger heals with larger portions of their lifespan. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're the type who adopts a pack of kids, you probably do care. Whereas, you know, there are some people who are like, screw everyone, I'm not healing anybody but myself. Uh, but uh, we don't want to talk about that person, that's boring. <laughs> I doubt anybody who went for healing powers would be that type. Really? Because it's like, if all you care about is yourself, and you don't really care about having kids, it's not that big of a sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, at first, at least. What do you mean? Well, like, because you're also giving up other kinds of magic. I guess. Like, that's the, that's the other half of that. It's like, because you only get to make the sacrifice once. Mm-hmm. So, if you choose to make healing magic because you just want to, like... You, you just want to do you. Um, then you're also giving up, like, literally every other kind of immortality that comes with the ability to also use your power. I guess that's true. But, it, yeah. It's a fairly, like, you know, stress-free type of immortality. As long as no one's actively trying to crush your brain. Or as long as you've you maintain focus the entire time. Or at least not not necessarily maintain focus because, like, you need to sleep. But, like, as long as nobody ever, you know, breaks your ability to heal yourself or, like, hurts you too much so that you have to heal yourself in a different way or... Yeah, like, it's not foolproof, but, like, for a person just living for the, from their day-to-day, it's, like, pretty easy. Yeah. No, it's easy, it's just not. So we could do that if you want to do a healer as a main character. Could, but I, I just said that was the first idea, not really the best one necessarily. Um, <laughs> like I made the the phoenix my main character because you know it's very edgy to just <laughs> immolate yourself whenever you get old. Not even old, you know. Once you get into your fifties or so. I mean, most people try and put it off as much as possible, but obviously, <laughs> any main character I do would do it like every ten twenty years. <laughs> Well, you gotta you gotta do it fairly regularly if you want to maintain the eternal youth, you know. And once you've done it like three, four times, you're used to it. It's fine. No, it hurts like hell every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm aware of that. That's the point. Um, the it has a really high rate of failure because a lot of people like start doing it and then choose to die rather than continue to endure the pain for the rest of the process. <laughs> See, I, I would go about that slightly differently, where, like, they need to maintain focus throughout the entire process of literally okay. burning alive. Yeah, so, fairly high failure rate. And, like, a lot of people, like, even if they succeed once, they choose not to do it again. So they just die after, like, they choose to die of old age after one. They're like, yeah, no, I did that once, and <laughs> frankly, no. Not worth it. <laughs> Look, I get, like... I get, like, 40 years out of this, and no. <laughs> no, that's not. You have to be some kind of weirdo to do it over and over again. Yeah. But we like weirdos, so. We, we do, that's that. why we write stories about them. Yes. Okay. Um, 
I think the biggest thing that we want to that we want to do before we can really make our main character in this is like, what kind of story do we want to tell? Because this world kind of sucks, but it kind of sucks on such a fundamental level that that's not really something that you can change a lot. Wait, why does this world suck? Making those sacrifices for your magic is not fun. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, and most people don't, but like... It's just an option. <laughs> but like, the kind of person who who essentially gets power within that framework is the kind of person who's willing to make sacrifices for that power. Yeah. I assume a lot of them have tragic backstories. <laughs> uh, not even, like, necessarily tragic, but, like, a lot of them aren't gonna be good people. That's true. Do we want to make it a fight against the evil immortals? <laughs> I wouldn't call them evil so much as selfish. Other than the undead ones, they're evil. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you give up your emotion for the ability to, you know... Summon uh, simulacrums of life. Yes. Just all emotion. It's up to you whether you make them drink blood. <laughs> well, I mean, drinking blood could be its own sacrifice, you know? With its own set of uh, set of powers. Probably not huge ones, because it's not a huge sacrifice. It's just, like, an additional personal... Ooh, that, that one's actually fairly simple. You give up, um... You, you, you essentially, um... Give up some of your time to an additional personal need in return for getting, like, maybe some of your personal needs taken away. Like, you no longer need to eat, drink, or sleep, but uh, now you need to drink blood. Uh, okay, it's a trade. Yeah, exactly. Trade. But, like, that's yeah. that's it. <laughs> and it's very simple in that way. So, yeah, in that case, you could do, like, variants of the undead. So, like, some of them that are more similar to vampires. So they've chosen to give themselves, like, weakness to sunlight in exchange for more powers. Or you have ones that are have made less sacrifices and have fewer powers, but are less monstrous. Yeah. You just need to uh, make your make your people unique in what they've given up and what they've received. But, like, not that unique. Because there are, there are themes. Yeah. There are paths of immortality. They're not destinations, shall we say. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so we gotta pick a, com- a type of story. This is, I think we've run into this problem for the last few episodes where we're like, you could write any kind of story with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. But... I think the big thing here is that, like, there's going to be a lot of bad people who trade a lot of stuff for for power. So, I think the easiest story that you can tell in this is sort of, I don't know, somebody who wants that power as a means to an end and it is willing to give up something, something huge. And, like, whatever that end is, is, like, maybe something that, that people are, are against for some reason. And... And not, like, people as a whole, but, like, a lot of the immortals. Like, maybe they come up with... Maybe they come up with an idea that can, like, make multiple people immortal. And then all of the immortals are just like, yeah, so... That. Not a fan. Uh, what do you mean? What kind of thing? Um, I I don't know. You'd have to come up with that. Because, I don't know, I feel like the whole point of the system is that it's a personal sacrifice and choice. 
So I don't know what you could invent that would bypass that. Or or maybe somebody in the past made this huge personal sacrifice and then has since essentially become... I mean, you could go the real simple route with this, where somebody just, like, became a tyrant and then, like, has a bunch of people working under them. Mm-hmm. And then you you tell the story of your plucky underdog, whoever they are. They don't have to be, you know, you don't. They don't have to be your standard like a bunch of teenagers. Instead, it's like adults who have who have had their own lives, and then they're they're like, yeah. So this this whole thing, not great. Yeah, they don't even have to be like standard adults. They could be very old immortals. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that 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 would be a lot of fun. Just like. Some immortals, some new people, and then they're just, like, coming together as a group and being like, yeah, so this whole tyrant thing, it's not working out. Not a fan. Okay. In that case, I see it being kind of like, there are only a few individuals who have stuck around for more than, like, a couple centuries or so. Yeah. And, like, they're fairly famous and powerful in their own ways. Like, they've... They've figured out their magic pretty well, um, and, you know, they, they've they survived a couple attempts at people trying to kill them, and most of the time they, like, leave each other alone, and not all of them have a lot, necessarily a ton of, like, obvious political or economic power, but, like, they're, you know, you don't really go messing with them unless you're, you're prepared to, you know, mess with them. And then, you know, some some newbie on the block, you know, starts upsetting the world order by trying to take over the world like a proper tyrant. And, uh, you know, this is like the story of the older immortals, some of whom purposely stay hidden, uh, coming out and uh, being badass. <laughs> See, I like that to a degree, but I think I actually came up with an, with an idea that I like a little bit more than that. Okay. Is that um, you have a bunch of people who, like, you know, they're they're immortal and they've been around for a while. And this person, they seem new, but they're not actually that new. And they've been building up, like, a power network this entire time. And then just, mm-hmm. like, in one huge, like, surgical simultaneous strike, they take out, like, 60 to 70% of the people older than 200. Okay. It's a massacre. Exactly. And then you can tell the story of, like, how everything comes around following that. So, like, all of the immortals, all the people that you would expect to help you go back to the status quo, like, good luck. The ones who are living are not easy to find. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so all of the politically active ones have been taken out because they're well-known and more accessible. Whereas the other ones are ki- have kind of, like, some of them have literally, like, transcended human limitations to the point they're not really on, like, they're on a god level now. Some of them have just, you know, transcended the earthly plane. And it's like, you have to ask those guys for help. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't go that way. I would instead go the way of, like, you have to figure out what the plan of this person who uh, launched these strikes, like, is. And then you're fighting against mm. that plan. So I would turn it into, like, this huge 
essentially like intrigue plot that overarchs okay. everything in like while on the smaller scale you're dealing with like personal dramas and like smaller things and and um essentially like if there are new rules that people are trying to impose just like if you can only become immortal through these ways i don't think that's enforceable but okay it's not enforceable that's my point okay but it's not even like semi enforceable it's you could make it you could make a go at it I mean, it's not like you can tell just by looking at someone what, they, what they've done with their magic. Unless you're talking about on, like, a 10 to 20 year scale, in which case a lot of the time you can. Yeah, I guess. And remember that we're dealing with immortals here, so 10 to 20 years? I mean... Yeah, but in terms of some kind of automated bureau- bureau- bureaucracy? bureaucracy. Yeah, I don't... I don't... Anyways, it would be a... Yeah, it would not be easy to enforce. But what is this intrigue plot? What is um, the bad guys? I, I'm really bad at this type of plot. Okay. Maybe maybe they've been reading some sort of ancient text or something. And something came up where, like, they think that they've found a way to essentially uh, change the type of magic that you're using. So essentially it's like, you can become immortal through one method that, like, doesn't require an ongoing upkeep of your magic. Because we have a few of those. And then uh, you you essentially, like, change over to a different kind of magic. And, like, their purpose in this is, like, to eliminate the people who might try to stop them. Because they want to essentially solidify their rule by... maybe it's Maybe it's mind magic that they want to change to. And, like, the thing about mind magic is that, like, you can get it, but you can't really become immortal through it, per se. Like, you can sort of live on in a few ways, but you can't really become immortal in the way, that, you know, you want to. So, this person, like, became immortal, and then they're like, okay, now if I become an immortal with mind magic that lets me just control everybody forever that I want to, then, then I'll be happy. And, uh, you sort of drop them into the world and, like, People are, like, super against, like, whatever this process is. Maybe it's horrible. Maybe it involves, you know, a bunch of crazy, crazy garbage. Um, <laughs> you know, it, all you need to do is kill the population of a small country, and then you can change your magic type. It's fine. Okay. I mean, I guess, like, yeah, like, it's a pretty common trope that, with this kind of sacrifice magic, there's always, like, people who try and offload the sacrifice onto other people. Uh, Which works sometimes. If that's also yes. a sacrifice for you. So, this person is now taking on the sacrifice of being reviled as a, a implementer of genocide? <laughs> yeah, you know. Being hated by everybody in constant assassination attempts, that's a huge sacrifice. Okay, so yeah, that's a new one that we don't like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Big not a fan. Yeah. Also, not, not a great way to achieve immortality by making the whole world want to kill you. <laughs> that's why it's a change in your magic type, not just like a new one. Yeah. Uh, okay. And now... We have some kind of team of, you know, plucky mortals and, and very strange immortals. 
I would like them to be very strange because otherwise it wouldn't be fun. Yep. Um, part of this story is like an exploration into your theory as to how immortality would manifest itself in in people's behavior and thoughts. <laughs> well, I think that's actually a huge part of it because like the different types of immortality affect you in different ways. Yeah. But the not just the magic, right? Like immortality itself, after a few hundred years, I think you would oh, have some. Not even after a few hundred years, just like after a hundred, a hundred and fifty, you'd already yeah. start to think differently. Because like, yeah, even even just having the experience of an old person with the body of a young person is like something unique that you can't have. So even like you know, yeah, like a seventy year old person would be quite different from like a seventy year old with an old 70-year-old body. Yeah. There's no, like, ageism going on. Well, there's some Uh, ageism, you know. Young people, those weirdos. Yeah. (laughs) But not, like, the way that, you know, like, older people in modern society are sometimes thought of as just, like, burdens. I think that's not most people. I don't know. There's this kind of attitude... Like, being old doesn't mean you're weak, physically. Yeah. Obviously. It's usually associated with more power, so it's just a little bit of a paradigm shift. Yep. Alright, so I think, as far as making a main character goes, I think that really depends on how you want to tell the story, to a degree, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we really should decide on, like, a final main character more than saying, hey, whichever story you want to tell in this in this world... Uh, it's there, it's available, and like however you want to unravel the intrigue plot, whether it comes apart under its own uh, weight or whether uh, your plucky band of adventurers and also their friends, the immortals, uh, figure it out and and take it down. Either one works. Yeah, I figure you know if you're gonna do this kind of story and call it the passive immortality, you probably have representatives of each type of immortality in your ensemble cast. Although there might be more types than uh, people necessarily think there are. Yeah, but, you know, one of each major type, at least. You know, you even have, like, an undead person in there who's, like, helping out out of self-servingness. Friendly neighborhood sociopath. Yeah. I would make that person really creepy, you know? Like, they smile, but, like, every time they smile, everyone's like, just just stop, stop. (laughs) See, I would make them, like, creepily nice. Yeah. And they're like, what am I doing wrong? And then you're like, um... I can't objectively say you're doing anything wrong to be a nice person, but you're still creeping the crap out of me. (laughs) It's like, why are you doing this exactly? I know what it takes to become an undead. Well, you, you know... If you all owe me things in the future. <laughs> or, I don't know. Well, make it some kind of way that didn't involve eating anyone. Uh, but they became undead for some kind of unique reason. And despite not having any empathy, they remember the principles that guided them when they were normal. And <laughs> continue to live by them despite not having any emotional resonance. With those principles. <laughs> that is 
certainly interesting. <laughs> that that would actually be fascinating in its own right, actually. Just dealing yeah. with that kind of person. It's like, why are you being a good person? It's like, force a habit. <laughs> <laughs> that is not... <laughs> that would not be comforting, I don't think. <laughs> why are you a good person? Force a habit. Uh... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. I guess that's better than the alternative. Dying inside. Yeah, just like, just don't annoy me too much. I'm I'm not that attached to my habits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just make up a character with each of the magic types that's really quirky um, to, to have fun. I, th- I think we've already gone, like, ridiculously over our usual time now. Okay, fine. That's good enough. You have a few characters that we've come up with along the way. If you want to work them in, that's fine. If you want to make all your own unique characters, that's also fine. If you want to come up with other types of immortality that I have forgotten to put on the list, go ahead. Exactly. Time loop immortality. Uh- oh, God. <laughs> Oh no, 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 no timeline changing. Oh, this gives me a headache. <laughs> no, no, no. That's for next episode. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, if you liked this story or any elements of it, write us at uh, listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you want to be a guest on our show and have your own idea to bring, guess at unwrittenimaginings.com. Yeah, please uh, recommend this podcast to your friends and enemies. Um, <laughs> Rate it if you're listening on iTunes. And I think that's it. I think that's it, yeah. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Mm-hmm.